Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mob Pod. My name is Ray. I'm your host, joined by my co-host here, Ben, as always, for another episode of Parts Now Known. Uh, this week's episode was on Morocco, specifically Tangier. I'm not sure why they just entitled the episode Tangier. They titled it Morocco with parentheses of Tangier, but maybe just because they had no plans on ever going back to Morocco. I don't, I don't really know, but... Uh, this episode was pretty much one for Tony. Um, wasn't a super big fan of this episode. It was basically him uh, following kind of the footsteps of a writer that he was a big fan of, like almost idolized, um, who wound up moving there and kind of, I think, probably like somewhere in the 60s, 70s. And then that's where he did all his creative work and... Um, yeah, and then it's pretty much Bourdain going through the city. He visits the different parts and stuff, but mainly tracking down people who kind of knew this guy or uh, knew the writer or, you know, kind of moved there around the same time. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's pretty much the overall synopsis of the episode. But uh, they kind of just jump right into it, you know, pretty much right into, like, the history of Tangier and all the Europeans and stuff going there and visiting. It was like a vacation spot and... And then that's just kind of how the episode starts, really. Yeah. Um, basically, it kind of seemed like, as the kids say today, it was pretty lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it kind of seemed... But I think I feel like there's a few places like this in the Middle East, but kind of a almost like a Vegas. That's what it seemed like. It's like you go do all the stuff you can't yeah. do anywhere else here. I had it written Africa's Vegas, essentially. Yeah. That's pretty much what this place is. From what I could kind of tell. And it's just like, it used to be a city of expats. It was kind of like a European vacation destination and stuff. But then because it's in, you know, kind of the 60s to the 70s and maybe a little bit of the 80s was kind of like its heyday. And they keep referencing like how it's changed from what it kind of used to be or whatever, if it has changed. Um, But it's just... it. For me, it felt like it was like all these kind of like hippie people just visited there and never left kind of deal with all the expats. Yeah, that's it. Like we get to it later, but when he has the dinner yeah. with all the old white people. Um, yeah. Who are all, yeah. Old. Yeah, and they're just like old, wealthy, and white, you know, and yeah. they have like chefs. And you're like, oh, okay. So that's like, that's what this place was, you know. It's like, but then there was, I guess there's the other side of, you know, going there to do heroin. If you're poor and an artist, oh, do they actually have? Was it act? Do they actually have heroin there, or was it all Sorry, an opioid of some sort? Sorry. Yeah, I mean it was all. At least, I mean, maybe it's just a different word for heroin that they use too. I didn't really pick up that vibe. Mostly, it was a lot of like every like, it was basically Vegas crossed with like Amsterdam from Amsterdam back in the day when yeah, like growing up, everybody would be like, oh yeah, weed's legal in Amsterdam. I mean, now I think they kind of actually outlawed some of it because they retired everybody coming there to yeah. smoke weed, but like go to Vegas now. All right. Yeah. Or wherever. And you know, now that we have States that have legalized it and everything, but it was kind of a cross between those two. Like I got the impression, like everybody is just kind of a little high all the time there. Yeah. Um, Not like blazed out of their mind, but they're all just kind of like, Hey man, you know, yeah, just like man. a little well adjusted yeah, or yeah, something. I don't exactly. It's kind of um, lots of Birkenstocks and the vibe that I got. So women with unshaved legs. Yeah, is I don't know. It's just Not a, it's that there's a weird, anything wrong with that. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird episode. 
I, I wasn't a super big fan. Um, this was one where it was kind of a struggle for me to. I look get at my phone it. a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like texting people back, and then I was taking notes on my phone, which I think I should stop doing because then I have my phone open, and then you know, <laughs> You're like, oh, like, what's this other thing over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't. But not like, my favorite, but it's still interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably never. If I was going to go to Morocco, I'd go to Casablanca over Tangier. But, like, Morocco's nowhere on my radar of places that I'm, like, itching to go to either. Yeah. It's just, it just, is it just isn't. Like, yeah. I don't know. My list is really long, and there's, most, yeah. Yeah, most everyone's is, and it's just, it's it's going to be way down there yeah, for me. I feel like there's probably... Even with, like, I know, like, Casablanca, I think, is pretty... I mean, it still has, like, some of the, the Arabic stuff and a little bit of you know, African stuff mixed in there, but it's pretty kind of westernized because I know they shoot like a lot of movies there and stuff. That's kind of, if you ever see, you know, didn't any Bourne movie or Mission Impossible movie is like made a stop over there because any scene that they need to, you know, film like Arabic rooftops is like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're in fucking Casablanca in yeah. Morocco. Yeah, probably not the next episode, which is uh, Libya. Yeah, it's not a good place to shoot, you know? No, either there <laughs> or Beirut, really. Yeah. Which Beirut's weird because like that used to be just a, that's the same thing though, right? Isn't that its story that it was kind of an escape? For, but it was like it was like yeah, it was. A, but it was also like um, like a tropical like paradise kind of vibe yeah. too. Okay, more so than like Tangier. So Tangier is like seedier. Yeah, it's a little okay. grittier. It's a little dirtier. It's a little yeah. That's uh, that's Ray's kind of vibe right there. <laughs> but Beirut was like this, this like tropical, almost like a tropical like you know destination. And then, I mean, it was in like I think the '70s, and then just one stuff started popping off. And now you know it's just, I don't think it's like rubble, like they've rebuilt it. But I mean, they've had numerous issues there in Beirut since. So we there's just, a there's a later episode, and I'll do the research then. You know, I've seen the John Hamm movie. Like, I get it. I'd also like to just point out, just from a logistics standpoint, we have, we've repositioned the mics, and I just keep staring into Ray's eyes, and I'm a little uncomfortable, uh, but also very You're the one who was complaining like you couldn't see. No, so. I know. It, no, it makes sense. But now I'm just like, you know, I feel inferior. You know, you obviously do a little more research than I do. I'm kind of more of the, I'm just going to wing it. Uh, I don't have good notes. No, I mean, it, it just this episode just kind of fell flat for me. Like, I mean, it starts off, they go into the history of, like, Morocco and how it's this creative place where, and you know, it's all a lot of names that I didn't even really recognize. I mean, I think the only one that he originally mentioned was, like, the Rolling Stones and I think maybe the Beatles, and that was, like, it. And then it's the, all these obscure authors who I've never read and probably never will. Um, Burroughs. Yeah, Paul Bowles was another one, and then William Burroughs were kind of the two main people that he was like following up on and um can i just say my favorite like the coolest part of like the first few minutes was just the guy that had the uh the servant that made him like the tea cake and then he also had a pet, oh a yeah kind of like slick back hair but like why does he have a rooster much... what's the story with that i don't know yeah they just mentioned yeah uh jonathan dawson was that guy's name because that's basically after they go through kind of the history of Tangier, and apparently you can also get there by ferry from Spain, which 
don't know if I would want to take a ferry from Spain to Morocco. I don't think it's that far. Is it like the English Channel? I don't know, man. But those fair, like, I mean, how many ferry accidents do we have a year? Like, at least three? I oh, I like. definitely, I definitely don't have stats on that. No, but like, there's always one that you're like, oh yeah, this ferry sunk. Like there was the one in was it? Like, I think one of the Koreas I thought had an issue. I don't know. I feel like there's like every six months there's like a ferry like sunk and like a couple people drown on it. Yeah, I'd do it. I would, you know. I can tread water for 10 minutes. <coughs> but, plenty um, of time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> think you're going to tread a little bit longer than that. Be like that magnet. I also, the other thing I got from this, so I don't know if, I think, I feel like since we both were kind of meh about this it's episode. Kind of going to, I mean, I have it in chronological order, but I'm just going to kind of bounce around. Okay. Like, not... Because I think I, I think I want to start having tea at four. That was the other thing I got from that. Like when the guy just brought him out the tea cake and the tea. At four o'clock, I was like, eh, I think that's like a British thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're the but, only ones. Um, well, that's because the British like ruled everything with British imperialism. Which right. Will... But I just want the tea at four. That's all I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like tea. I fuck. Well, you got to put sugar in it. You know. So you guys do it wrong up here. With your tea. <laughs> Throw some honey in that. Bitch. It's not sweet tea. That's yeah. That's what I guarantee you. There's something in there. Oh yeah. I mean, you can put like sugar in tea, but like yeah. Well, you guys down south is just basically taking. Ice well, that's tea because I know, but people, dumping sugar in it. It's sweet no, tea. First of all, that's not how it works. You make a simple syrup and you mix it together, but or you add it to the tea while it's hot. But it's way a lot of places make it way too sweet. I do agree. Like most of the time, if you <coughs> like, if I were to order sweet tea, which I don't anymore, but I did a lot as a kid, um, is like half sweet, half unsweet. You have to, or you literally will just get instant diabetes. It's not even good to drink. Like, you're just like, I'm just drinking syrup. That's well, it. Well, that's like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the Somali drink. And basically, it's just, it's straight milk and like sugar. And because I had it at, there's a Somali restaurant up off of um, like Morse area mm-hmm. that we went to. I mean, this was a while back, but I can't remember the name of it. But when you have it and you're like, oh, this is why, like, nobody can pass, like, a health test, and they all have, like, elevated blood levels. It's just, it's straight sugar. And, like, and then that also leads into, like, with Somalia, you have, like, massive droughts and, like, any food that you can get your hands on, like, there. and, that, and all Yeah, that, that does make sense then. Because yeah. it's, like, I just need to eat. Like, it doesn't even matter what, you know, because we're, like, out of water and shit. But that's it. I don't think, I don't think Bourdain ever goes to Somalia. But, I mean, that's, like been a war-torn country for 20-some years, I feel like. Probably why you can never get in there. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they do the tea thing. That guy's a little weird. The Jonathan Dawson, the journalist guy. Um, they went to Cafe Tingus was the name of the place. But And then kind of, it's just, it goes back into some of the kind of history of the city. is European... European outlook. The alleys are very famous from, I guess, you know, different movies that were filmed. I don't know how much is filmed there now. I think it's a lot of movies probably in like the 70s and 80s, any sort of international stuff. Um, it's a port city between the Atlantic and the Mediterranean Sea. And it's, you know, a fishing city too, as well. So then they kind of, then he pops over to, um, is it the market kind of? Or no, he pops up and they wind up going to that um, that one restaurant. 
or he winds up going kind of by himself. Oh, with all the tagines? Yeah, because the yeah. owner is Mohammed Balag, who's the chef and owner, but his son, Hassan, is like bringing him food, and he's just kind of sitting there by himself. And then they're talking about like he gets all his produce and greens from like the Rift Mountains, which is like the mountain range nearby. And then it was. Uh, I really wanted to try that because like when he was eating it, he was like, this is so unique. Like, I don't even know what's in this, but it's great. Yeah, they said for the tagine and some Moroccan stew, they said baby shark, monkfish, and clam were in that one. And then he also had some sort of like fig, raisin, strawberry juice too that they threw at him, which I don't. That's just an interesting pair, pairing with fig being in there in a juice. Oh, yeah. But I like, I was, I, I was oddly curious about that. Like, I would taste it, but it was like. It also looked kind of like super chunky, or like not chunky, but uh, it's probably there's thick. Pro- yeah, you know? I mean, there's probably I gotta imagine that's well, it's fig, raisins, and strawberries, like three things that are. Yeah, you gotta fucking uh, do really them twice on the blender yeah. to really yeah. get it liquidy. So, and then um, yeah, and then the dessert, the dessert looked really good. It was strawberries, pine nuts, and honey that he had, and I mean that's. I mean, you can find that shit in the States. Like, people do desserts like that all the time. So that's nothing, like, outrageous or anything. I didn't really understand the part of the owner just walking through the dining room, like, kind of oddly chanting. I didn't, and I don't think Bourdain really understood what was going on either in yeah, that scene. Yeah, and it was like, I feel like every third thing they served him was like, this is going to make you more, like, improve your vitality. And yeah, he, that like, was like the, the whole joke thing. about that. Yeah. Like, it's like I'd have a perma boner if that were true, you know? Yeah, it was the whole, like, we have different... I don't even know what you would call it. It's not like aphrodisiacs, but it's like different ingredients in there to improve, yeah, all that stuff or whatever. And he was just, Bourdain was just like skeptical hippo eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, as, as you can I've, hear. I've heard this a million times yeah. before kind of thing, you know. As Ray is describing that as all this stuff and whatever, we're obviously medical professionals. <laughs> Please write in with any questions you have about any weird <laughs> yeah. rashes or anything, and we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that for you. Yeah, we'll start a new <laughs> segment. Dying. Um the other part I had on that was, um, I don't know if that was true, but the guy said you can stand on like kind of the tallest building there and you can literally see Spain from there. So I thought like that just provides like a, a good day. Yeah. It's like one of those Ferris wheel rides and they're like, yeah, you could see across the lake. Yeah. You know, on a good so day. that like does provide a little context with, you know, how short the ferry or long the ferry ride would be. Um, I don't know. I wonder if I could. The other thing I found interesting was that is one of the authors he quotes said that it smelled like hashish seared meat and sewage and i don't know if that's a place i want to hang out no um all right so here's some fairy stats that i just looked up or research just looked up for us uh 72 ferry crossings each day there's eight different routes this is just for that ferry yeah just ferries from spain to morocco it looks like it takes anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to get to tangier that's not bad it depends on where you're leaving from Spain. I mean, if you leave from, like, Gibraltar and go to Tangier, it takes an hour and a half, apparently. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty standard ferry ride. I mean, we just don't have a lot of ferries here. No. There's a couple on the East Coast. Now, Google West Coast, but. that ferry and then put accident in there. Yeah. And let's see ferry if, if Ray's just overstating this or if there's, like, a yearly just dudes falling overboard type of situation. Uh, March 1st, 2018, 47 migrants died crossing the Mediterranean from Morocco. On the ferry or were they those like hand, handmade boats? Yeah, I think it's handmade boats. It's probably when they were all trying to 
believe. Uh, yeah, no. March 25th, 2019, dozens die in boat accident off Morocco's coast. Was it ferry? I, it says boat. I don't know. Look, we don't want to be right. Three months, three months before that, fifty-three <laughs> migrants dead and boat overturns in the Mediterranean. So, there's a so, lot of boating accidents, at least. Yeah, maybe not so many ferry, at least on that route. So maybe the the ferries seem pretty safe. There's definitely a lot of boating accidents, though. Spain probably getting hit by the ferry. Sorry, <laughs> that's wrong. But uh, yeah, so maybe it's not that bad. But then he gets into. So then he leaves the restaurant and they go to, oh, they go kind of right into the, basically it's just the drug stuff. So he talks about Burroughs, who's this author, and he escaped to Tangier in 1953 after he killed his wife. He's apparently also like a homosexual. He was a heroin addict too as well. Um, I didn't understand. I don't know why he killed his wife. Right. He said it was an accident. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, you shot her to death in an accident. Like, how? Like, did you accident. accidentally shoot her six times, uh, or did literally you were messing around and the gun? Like, I don't know. I've just never pulled a gun on someone I'm dating, um, so I don't know how you accidentally shoot. You're them. not like uh, what's her face in The Sopranos, Sister Janice. She's got like the gun to her head. Oh <laughs> yeah. I need to rewatch that since we don't have any. Oh wait, I can't. Can I? Because you can. I, you can have the Roku HBO Max thing. You have to like. If you look up instructions on how to like sideload it, there's a way to get the app on there. Okay. It's just not like in their download store or whatever, because they so haven't stupid. come to an agreement or whatever. Because I actually like the Roku interface probably the best. I don't have an Apple TV, maybe that's better. I don't but know like Roku's really chill to use. Like I like it, so, but it's just they always run into this. This is like there's been other apps where they're like, yeah, they haven't come to a deal with Roku. What does that even mean? I don't, yeah, I don't understand what the deal. I'm assuming it's like. Roku is going to pay us to allow us to put their app on their service. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know how either company makes money. Like Roku only makes money from selling devices, right? They have a Roku streaming channel, but I mean, I don't think anybody's renting movies from Roku. Right? Yeah. Everybody's no. doing that on Amazon or Vudu or, or Apple whatever, TV. Because yeah. like we just have the Fire Stick and we have the Roku, but the reason I don't use the Roku more and I probably got the wrong one is that it doesn't always work with uh, the surround sound. Oh, yeah, that would suck. That would piss me off. I definitely wouldn't use it. So it's just like it's a backup option in case sometimes like the fire sticks down mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Usually on the weekends. Seems I don't to know happen, why. So. I'm such a cheap bastard too. I always go for the stick when like really the boxes are better because you can like hard line in your internet connection as opposed to the Wi-Fi crap. Yeah, I mean, but like I've n- I don't think I've ever lived in any apartment that I've had the ability to like hardline something in where I wasn't going to have to run a wire like around the room <laughs> along yeah, the baseboard will, to do it. I will know? tell you what works really great is uh, Google Wi-Fi, um, especially if you had like two in here. So you could put one, the base, like wherever it actually comes in. And then you put the yeah, other one over there behind like the couch. I have it right now. Yeah, you put you could put one there, and then you wherever you want to like hardline something. So it's like just a direct connection essentially because it's part of the mesh network. And then you can yeah. actually there's a place on it for you to run a wire directly into whatever you're doing. It's I mean it's a lot to do. Yeah, it probably works fine. Yeah, but, I think our problem is we just have too many things on our Wi-Fi. Yeah, you got a lot of interference too, just like I do, because we're in apartment complexes. So yeah, it's just so you have it's part of the game. Shit. Yeah, because we have like the Amazon. Like you have what two streaming sticks, and there's like 
phone, two phones, computer, work computers, like, yeah. and we have two channels, but still, every once like in a while, a it drops over out. There, I see. Yeah, like, so yeah, there's just too much shit on. Wi-Fi. So where did they? So they. Oh, but if you want to know why, like, so this dude who killed his wife, the writer here, uh, apparently it was in Mexico City. It was his second wife. I don't think he killed the first one. I think he just got divorced. Um, but it was him trying to, at least his claims were that he shot uh, his second wife, Joan Volmer, uh, while drunkenly attempting a William Tell stunt. He later told investigators a different story that he had been showing his pistols to his friends, and when it fell, it hit the table firing the bullet that killed her. Oh, so he definitely killed her, like on purpose. Yeah, you don't he, change your story. He was returned to the United States, convicted of manslaughter in... Uh... Well, see, that doesn't make any sense. How is he convicted in absentia? That means he wasn't physically present. Received a two-year suspended sentence. So, I don't know. So he's just like a fugitive from justice? Yeah, but it's weird because they said he was returning to the United States, but unless they convicted him after, like he fled or whatever, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. but if you're changing your story, you obviously did it. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's on. two different stories. So yeah, I don't. Who knows why he actually killed her? But he did it. He's guilty. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then they kind of talk about that, and then. They just have like a little montage of how to make different, I mean, they're essentially edibles is what they are. Yeah. And he goes through just kind of what Hashish, Keef, and Majun. Yeah. What like the difference are. And like, so Hashish is a resin compressed into a brick. And then you just kind of cut parts off the brick as you want to do it, use yeah. it. Uh, Keef is just the st- strongest concentration of thc so it's like using i think you mix it with like probably the leaves and stuff like that but you're trying to get like the highest thc concentration like dabs kind of is is my understanding uh and the majun is basically a confection so it's made you take the keef and then you mix it with like chocolate honey nuts dried fruit grains you know like oatmeal whatever and then um I think it was what they rolled it into a giant ball mm-hmm. and then you just kind of let it sit there and you can just slowly cut parts off the ball or whatever, I guess it, it's basically an edible. Um, but that, I mean, I didn't know like really anything about any of that till I rewatched this episode. I was like, Oh, okay. That I didn't, I've heard the words, but like, I don't know what any of that really meant, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I want, I would kind of want to try them in June or whatever, but it's like, you're probably going to be high for a really long time and you're going to be over it. And that's what happens to me, you know? Yeah. I Allegedly. Don't... Yeah. And plus it's like, who knows? It probably goes into like who's making it and what like their tolerance level is too. Yeah. And it probably, yeah, it get super weird real quick. I imagine. Yeah. So. Um, so do I have this right that like we kind of have that scene and then they go into that like cafe with the two younger people. Yeah, Cafe Baba, I believe. Yeah, yeah. where everybody's just kind of sitting around smoking weed, essentially. Yeah, and like every, everybody's like just slightly high all the time, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and then they had the whole debate about like the TV on the wall. Like the American would hate it because they're, you know, a tourist and they'd be like, I don't want to come here and see a TV on the wall. But like the local guy's like, sweet, I get to watch soccer while I sit here and get high. Yeah. It was kind of like the. 
the coolest part of that, like, position of it. that whole thing was, I mean, he's obviously getting a contact high, and then they go out, and that guy just makes this bomb-ass, like, Spanish tortilla. Yeah, so this guy, yeah, like, he's around the corner. Abdallah was the name of the, the chef owner. I, I don't even know if his business has a thing. It's just, like, a little hole in the wall, like, either they cut it out of a building, or there was just this weird vacant. Yeah alleyway between two buildings and he put up like his own back wall or something but all he makes is i guess one thing and it's basically a spanish tortilla it looks so good and he there's like i think a couple different like toppings you can put on it how do you feel about what the the ketchup and mayo on there it was a lot of mayo they even talk about how much mayonnaise they put on it but i mean yeah i'd probably scrape some of that off a little bit yeah it's, you know it's like if when you get something from like Taco i just Bell don't know that like Douse it in mayo. Yeah, is it ketchup what I'm going to want on that? Yeah, wouldn't you want like I don't want hot sauce? I don't know, but you're in a different country. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a mix of probably like it was probably like he figured this out just whatever ingredients were lying around, and it's just what he's done like ever since, if I had to guess. Um, and then from there, he winds up going and he meets with this woman, Sherry Nutty. And she looks like she's still in the 1970s. Yeah, and like for never, sure. <laughs> never left. Um, and they're kind of wandering around and talking. And her, her vibe is like super weird because it's like her trying to say that she was friends with, I think, Burroughs. But it's clear, like, I don't know. It, maybe, maybe they weren't like dating, dating, but like they were definitely like hooking up. Yeah. Like, they yeah, were involved. I mean, they, yeah, they show a picture of each other, and that's not like how you post with someone that you're just like right with. Yeah, you know? so um, it was kind of weird that why she tried to play it off like that. Like, you know, he's been dead for what, like twenty years at least. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we're years. wrong. Maybe she really didn't. You know. Right. Um, and then they go to that village in the Rift Mountain foothills of the Rift Mountains. There, Jajuka. Yeah, now and that's that like looked like the, a fun day. The musician stuff. Yeah. Um, which I guess like a lot of, and again, there was a lot of different musicians that they listed off that I have never heard of. Obviously like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles are the two most prominent names out of that group. But I guess, you know. Out of any group. Really. Yeah, really. <laughs> too, name, yeah. Like any musician, group of musicians, they're going to stand out. But I guess like they would go there and, and so part of this... Did we see him actually get high? Because he is high. Like, you can see it. Like, they show his eyes. No, because he, he says... Did he take anything? Like no, he says... Like, well, he says earlier in the episode, like, just because they couldn't have it on camera. Yeah. Or whatever, I think. So I think it was, like, the first part when he's going through, like, the um, hashish and, like, the keef and, like, that kind of montage. Like, there's a part in there where he's, like, in... He says something. I can't remember. It was, you know, obviously like sly and snarky, but like we can't really show this on uh, yeah. CNN or something like that. Um, well, I mean, at that time, too, it was, I mean, I don't think marijuana was legal anywhere, like 2013. I don't think so. California? That, But I mean, I think it was still medical. At that yeah, point. it might have been. Like, I don't think there was any recreational states at that point. Yeah, it is crazy how like how, how long ago that was and how that wasn't long ago at all. Yeah. So that probably had something to do with it, um, too, as well. So, but yeah, the, they were talking with the musicians, and it was basically, you know, bands would come and play with them, and then I, I didn't, I couldn't understand if they would record there too as well, or 
if they would just the bands would like basically steal his sound and like recreate it on their own yeah or like inspire them quote unquote you know yeah. like just we got really high and we listened to these drums for three hours and like now i look at music differently i don't know i'm not a musician so i don't know how that works yeah you they, know how they always like tell stories they're like oh i was uh, sitting on a plane and all of a sudden i just started writing fucking yesterday on a napkin and now you know by the beatles song but just now something I have an album yeah exactly <laughs> or whatever and they're like yeah it took like 15 minutes and then and then like john put some chords down and you're like and you just made like a classic fucking song in 15 okay cool yeah i don't get how that works at all yeah so but the, like probably for that 15 like yeah they made a, this classic song in 15 minutes but there's probably like a period of six months where they're just doing like research you know what i mean yeah. like trying to yeah. they're just like sitting in a room just like got nothing yeah. <laughs> you got nothing i got nothing yeah you want to get wasted all right yeah and that's kind of how it and then all of a sudden one day just everybody has kind of like an epiphany or something but um the one part that i did write down too was they slaughtered a chicken and i just thought like americans are have a really big disconnect with like slaughtering of animals i know that just popped in my head those for sure head. yeah and like hunting and all that stuff yeah it's like but even I think even hunting is different than like just slicing the throat of like a chicken or a goat or whatever. Yeah, it's like way more personal. I feel like doing that as opposed yeah. to hunting. Because oh. like hunting, you're far away. You're like you're aiming at a target. Like I, I feel like it's easier in your mind to be like, okay, this is just like the target that I'm just trying to hit. It could be. Yeah. Versus never... like holding the chicken's head and like taking a blade and just going right through. Right, and there's religious reasons for why they kill it like that, right? Uh, to make it halal or whatever? Am I making that ooh, up? I mean, it could be. I don't know. I know, like, for the... It had to be a knife across the throat. I, I don't know, though. It might be with that. I'm not sure. I know with, like, pigs, it's so, like, the heart keeps pumping out the blood. And it drains. Yeah. They don't eat pork, though, there, right? No, I mean, probably not. Yeah. I mean, they don't... But then again, like, it's there's the so. strong European <clears throat> influence. So, like, he was able to get beer. He... In certain parts, there's yeah. like two parts of the city where I think you couldn't. Yeah, but like that's the still like historical parts or whatever. Yeah, as as opposed to like the next week or the next episode where he's in Libya and he goes a whole week without drinking a beer because it just can't have one. Like they're just not around. Yeah, and that was all. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. There's yeah, a whole sorry. Story with that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they do the music thing, and then he goes to an antique store. Which was also just strange. I feel like they were fishing for other stuff to put in on this episode. Like, they were like, all right, we got a lot of the writer stuff, but, like, is there anything else that we can throw in there? Yeah, yeah. I, I Yeah, the antique shop, that was cool. Antiques, cool. Um, I, I, don't, I don't get antiques. I don't. It's just, it just seems like just historical hoarding to me. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like every archaeologist is like, whoa, dude. <laughs> well, no, but. Oh, you're just hoarding all these bones in these museums, Smithsonian. Museum's different than like no, some know, guy I having know. an antique and shop. selling it. Yeah. And it's like, this is a really old table. It's like, okay. But is it? That's the other part of it. It's like. You want $500 for it? I'll give you 50 He's like, no, nah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I don't so that was like that, that was stuff. the segment, and then the last segment is because values all the like old perceived. white people dinner party, right? And the real only reason I'm rushing us to get to here is because I thought that was the th thing I wanted to try the most because it was weird, it had cinnamon sugar uh, on top, the Bastilla. Let me see. 
Yeah, well, no. So the antiquer was Christopher Gibbs. He was a longtime expat. And then he ate a sub sandwich. I have written down too as well because he was going through the Medina or whatever. Because outside like the Medina, you can do whatever you want. And then there's a whole movement to advocate for the Casbah and the Medina to be preserved from Western and European influence, basically because it's like their old neighborhood where it's like everything's still super, I don't know if you want to say authentic, but the way things used to be. Oh, that's when he had the the sandwich with the French fries. And yeah, the and I was like, oh, I'm surprised that sub hasn't made its way to America yet. You know, that's yeah, because it it looks exactly like something you would see on like you know. There's a place here in Columbus, like near campus. That used to, I think it was called like PJ. It, I don't know if it's still there, but PJs or something. And they would do sandwiches like that, where it's like it's got like chicken fingers, cheese sticks, French fries. You know, they're open. <laughs> they're open till three a.m. Like we're gonna throw marinara or honey mustard or mayonnaise something all on over there. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I totally forgot about that but that was kind of weird because i it seemed like the usually he does more of that where like he talks to the people that grew up there have seen the changes everything Mm -hmm. this was almost like an aside it was like we're gonna go do the morocco that like i romanticize and i'm in love with and like we did that but it's also like oh we probably should talk to some people about like you know what morocco what's going on now yeah it just felt like like that was kind of just injected in there um they just had a different idea of like how to do the episode, which I mean, I don't, who am I to judge? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean the episode, like I mentioned, it's, you know, the, this is also kind of the first episode that food wasn't a focal point. I didn't feel like at all. Like it was all really heavy on the two writers, Burroughs and um, Bowles. Like there's, there's food scenes in there, but there's only like, they feel really quick except for the one part the first food scene when he's sitting in the restaurant, but everything else felt pretty quick. It's like, oh yeah, there's sub, do, do, do. Oh, there's this, you know, Spanish tortilla thing, do, do, do. And like, that was kind of it. Yeah. They didn't stay on it too much. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't even have anything else to say. Um, so they did the sub sandwich. They talked about, yeah, they were really kind of beating you over the head with the fact that you could basically do whatever you want in, Tangier outside of like the two historical areas, Casbah and the Medina. And then I think they get into that. He goes out to that guy's mansion or whatever. Cause he's talking about like, you can live well here, but you'd probably be outside the city. And that's kind of where most, it seems like expats went was outside the city, took their wealth out there, either built or bought a really big house. And then they have like servants and stuff. And, that's just kind of where they live and they probably go into the city like once a week to the market or something. And that's about yeah, it. Or you know? send someone in. Yeah. Like, I mean, that'd be, but they just live outside the city in their palatial mansion, essentially. Seemed like a cool place to retire. I mean, that's essentially what they've done. Yeah. They just been retired for like 30 years. Yeah. Cause I don't know what the exchange rate is between like Morocco and I don't know. Let me look that up. I guess the euro and the, and the pound because they were Brit- mostly British and French, right? And there's yeah. the Puerto Rican artist that killed his wife, but they didn't. For some reason, he put that in there. It was an accident. I don't understand that. Durham is that the Moroccan cuisine or currency? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. So one one Moroccan Durham is eleven cents in the U.S. 
Yeah, but like, what's you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah, the buying power the of one Durhan? I mean, that's like one dollar basically for them. So the exchange rate is their one dollar is eleven cents to us. So for us, one dollar is basically like eleven dollars. Maybe we should go to Tangier. Our one dollar is basically nine dollars and twenty eight cents currently. Okay. So if yeah. So your dollar goes quite a we, long way. We do work remote. <laughs> now i don't know do they have wi-fi there uh euro so one euro is better exchange rate so it's almost eleven dollars eleven durham in morocco i don't don't know if the british pound is on here bitcoin bitcoin yeah i don't see the pound oh pound oh maybe this is it it's basically the same. One pound is 12 Durham. So our currency is a little down compared to the euro and, and the pound. But yeah, I mean, you're talking, you know, 10 times over at least for your currency value. So yeah, like if you retire with 100 grand, like you're a millionaire in Morocco. That's pretty legit. So. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about in this episode that we were doing. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's currency kind of, exchange. Well, but. yeah, it just uh, it wasn't. It's my least favorite episode. Go ahead and get that out the way. Um, Did you like the Bastilla? Did you think you would you want to try that? I mean, I try it. Yeah. I mean, what was your? That's another category. What was your favorite food out of the, the thing you wanted to try most? Um, I put the uh, when you went to the one restaurant, restaurant Populaire. That they called Popeyes or whatever. It was the whole turbo grilled with coriander, salt, and pepper. Like, because he, he was at that, like, kind of almost fishing market, and they had all the fish in, like, different baskets, and you just go and pick which ones you want. Mm-hmm. And then you would tell the guy, like, hey, cook it like this, and they would just yeah. do it on the spot. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was another episode. No, that was the same episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> I was thinking that in my head. I was like, this was the episode, because I watched. I watched this in Libya back to back, and for some reason, I thought they had the same scene in uh, in Libya where they go to the fish market and they they make it because they do they do have that scene in there. Yeah, I mean, they probably do. Um, this one was like a kind of almost like a restaurant though, too. Yeah, yeah. This the guy was, was grilling outside, but then there's like I think an inside area where you could sit, and then there's also like a patio kind of area with the Man. almost like a courtyard kind of thing. I don't know. But that was kind of the food that I would try the most. But I mean, I would try like the tortilla thing that we mentioned. Um, but but yeah, just food wasn't like a big focal point in this episode. It was just all about him, basically like these two writers who had an influence on his writing career. Him basically going, I never got to go to Morocco like they did to be in my kind of creative world or whatever. So I want to go check that out. And then also meet as many people as I can who actually knew these people to find out more. I mean, it's almost like he was, I don't think he was, but if you were planning on writing like a biography on one of these guys, like this would be kind of the style of trip that you would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you'd be following up with yeah, all these people. Yeah, it was just like, I think just personal curiosity for him more than anything else. Because that was like the whole dinner. Is that the first time he's been there? I don't even know. It seemed like it, at least Tangier anyways. Yeah. Maybe he's been somewhere else in Morocco. 
But the whole dinner scene is basically like him just asking them a bunch of questions because they knew the guy. Yeah. They knew Burroughs. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of, that's kind of the whole episode. I mean, and there's not, it's not, I just didn't find it super interesting and just never grabbed me. Like, I don't even think I, I don't really have a rewatchable scene. The food, you know, the food thing would be the fish. Um, I'd rather go to Casablanca over Tangier. Uh, the one thing I did learn, though, and I kind of knew this, but I never really knew which hand it was. You're supposed to eat with your right hand in the yeah, Arab world. because you wipe, wipe your ass with your left, right? I, I guess, yeah. Pretty sure that's what it is. I think Am I that, making that, that up? No, I think that's right. But, um, yeah, if you don't eat with your right hand. And you're also supposed to, I think, most of the time use your fingers and not a utensil. I think Because a, a utensil is like the Western way or something. I think. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, I'm all set on this episode. I don't <laughs> even know. I mean, I don't think we should should drag it out any longer. Take a, Let us know what you think about it. But Yeah, it's definitely um, my least favorite. I mean, I'm assuming it's your least favorite yes. out of all of them so far, too. Yeah, um, just never, never grabbed me. But maybe I needed to be high on Majune or Majine <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of a clearly it was out of the, I mean, I think there's eight episodes in the first season. This was definitely like the one that Bourdain was like, no, 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 we're doing this one. Rest the other seven, like I'll get clearance for or whatever. But this one's like, nah, we don't need anybody else's opinion. This is yeah. We're doing we'll it. Just everybody shut up. This is going to be fun. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, did you have anything in terms of like, any? did you learn anything? <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to make drugs. Yeah. And there's then, plenty of documentaries. And then it's that. way cooler making drugs if you're wearing a mask and there's like no light. That made yeah. it, that made it look cool. Like how they shot that was really cool. Yeah. Like I don't even have like a rewatchable scene. Like there's nothing that I would pull from that episode as like something that you absolutely have to watch. Because, like, even the whole, like, drug-making montage is just kind of, like, there's this weird... It's not even... I don't know. It's not, like, heavy metal music, but it's just kind of, like... I feel like screeching and stuff in the back. I'm like, I, I don't want to watch this, like, over and over again. Like, if I was looking for clips of Bourdain episodes, like, this isn't one I go, oh, yeah, let me throw that in the mix. So, yeah, there just really wasn't much. It was just, yeah. It was a weird episode. Not a big fan. But, um, yeah, you're going to have some duds every once in a while. Yeah, um, I wish I was. I don't know. I feel like I didn't bring enough enthusiasm, but the episode—it's tough. Like, didn't I didn't mean, garner that. You know? No, because I mean, about halfway through, you're just like, I gotta finish this. But like, this is a little bit of a slog to kind of get through, you know. So, and then, yeah, I mean, that's 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 all I got. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. Yeah, oh. it's it's okay. They don't all have to be really long, you know. No, I mean we got about like forty-five minutes. I think I think it's about perfect for the episode. That's a minute for that's over a minute for every minute the episode lasted. That's yeah. all we can pull from it. Yeah. So I mean, sorry this one wasn't a bit more enthusiastic, but we just neither one of us were super into the episode. But uh, I mean, I think there's only going to be a couple of those like that. Yeah, I think we've been spoiled because I think the the other episodes have been really good. And yeah, it's and just then you kind of make it into I don't know who I'm making excuses for doesn't matter but um yeah all the previous episodes i mean the first four 
I, you know, both of us kind of think are, are way better. This is definitely be a kind of the bottom on the rankings. I still, I mean, we both think the Montreal episode's the best so far. I think, and then you think Columbia's the second best one, right? Because I do. And then I think you were, the only difference is like you put Koreatown above Myanmar and I put Myanmar above Koreatown. Yeah, that's where we differ. I think yeah, that's where yeah, the difference yeah. is right now. So in the lower half of the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, the, that we take super seriously. And I put them up on the website. Okay. Up there. No, I'm just saying, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like this is law. No, but I just think it's cool. It'll be cool like once you hit like season eight. And you're like, you know, 60 episodes in and you're like looking through like a list of like, what's the cool ones people should like go back and watch and, you know, top five, top 10 kind of thing. Right. Like does Montreal like make it through the whole way as number one? Yeah. Like it's going to take a couple seasons before like the list is actually super almost like worthy of like putting out there, but you just do it as you go. It's kind of way easier. So. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, check out the website. Rankings are up there. Check out uh, Instagram too, as well as usual. Past podcasts. Um, you know, check out all that stuff. Social media. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, and that's kind of it for the Moroccan episode. Next one is Libya, which is more exciting, but still almost kind of in the same vein as just kind of food is not super central. It's a lot on Gaddafi, and I had to do some research on Gaddafi to get kind of up to speed on that guy because it's been a few years since the revolution there and him being killed. So um, that's the next episode, so go ahead and watch that if you're following along uh, week by week with us, and uh, we will talk to you guys later.